Hello and welcome to the Investor Mail Women of Action show. I'm excited to have Jacqueline Marshall on our show today. This story is going to inspire you. She was actually a full-time dental hygienist. She took action, started flipping houses, and was able to quit her nine to five to chase after her passion. What I love about her is that she's very hands-on. She may not have had all the tools on how to do this flipping, but she took action regardless and got it done. Let's get started. Welcome, Jacqueline, to the Investment Woman of Action show. So great to have you here today. Thank you. I am so thrilled and honored to be here with you and meet you. So, oh, well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Now, this is interesting because we've never met in person, but we have met via Instagram. I've seen a lot of your posts and I actually had my team reach out to you directly because I think you're doing a lot of great things. I love seeing your renovations and you're very active on uh, on Instagram. So tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, Jacqueline. So a little over six years ago, uh, I started into real estate investing. Uh, I was living in my own home, uh, had gotten out of a long-term relationship. He lived down the street from myself. Uh, I wanted to move out of the area and put some physical distance between him and I. And so I put my house up for sale. It didn't sell for whatever reason. And I got frustrated and I wanted to move to another community. So I contacted my realtor and I said, I'm going to rent this house out. I'm just going to go buy another home. And uh, a year into that, I had a positive experience. There was some, uh, it was my first time being a landlady and there were some learning curves, but nothing that deterred me from going, okay, let's do this again. So I was having a relatively positive experience being first time being a landlady. So I thought, well, why don't I rent this house that I'm living in and go buy another one? So the other one had an income suite or a mother-in-law suite or something. And I did not enjoy um, living in the building with tenants or, you know, or anything, even though they were good, they were quiet, but I wasn't enjoying it. So I thought, well, why don't I rent the level that I'm living on, and I'm going to go buy another house. (laughs) So I kept doing this without, uh, I mean, if my house had sold back, you know, uh, several years ago, I probably wouldn't have even be doing what I'm doing now. It's funny how things happen almost for a reason, right? Those little moments in life where we get frustrated, and then we look back and like, wow, this is exactly why this happened to me. (laughs) Well, it's funny because, I mean, when I was a dental hygienist, uh, three or five years into that career, I knew that I did not want to be doing this until I was too old to do it. This is not what I wanted to do for 30 plus years. Mm -hmm. And I, but I mean, you know, you spend all that money getting educated for that job. It's a good paying job. So you can't exactly walk away from that. Um, and I had no I'm clue. Sure a lot I had of no people clue. are sorry. I'm sure a lot of people are always telling you as well. You have a great job. You should be grateful. Yeah. Did you get some of that as well? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, I had no idea what I could replace that career with that would give me that financial security. Because I mean, I was making a good living, and you know, so like, I, I just wasn't thinking. And then. Um, So when, you know, I started renting and doing this and buying another home, the light bulb still hadn't gone off that you're a real estate investor now, but I was starting to slowly see that, you know what, people make a living off of this. This could 
probably bankroll the lifestyle I want and give me the retirement security that I see and envision for myself. And so I started talking to my realtor. I always dealt with the same realtor down in the Niagara Falls area. And I'm like, how do people invest in real estate? Like, what are the options? Like, how does this work? You know, like, it was kind of simple for me that like, oh, buy a house, rent, um, and find a great tenant and all of these things. Like, I was having really good, positive uh, experiences that way, even though there were a few conversations, that, right. you know, here and there, you got to have, right? Um, but it was just working out well. And with each rental, I mean, I was living in it with the thought, okay, I'm going to stop here. I'm not going to rent this house out. I'm not moving on. I'm staying here. So each house, I, I was doing cosmetic things along the way to spruce it up, clean it up. And, and, you know, I was learning along the way. So you would think that like doing something like painting or putting in some laminate flooring, you would think it looks so simple, but it's not, it's not as simple as it looks. It's the, it's uh they make it look very easy on the YouTube videos. They make it look easy sure. until, okay. So did you um, have any experience in any of this or was this all new to you? Non-practical experience. Uh, I mean, I'm used to that environment. My dad um, owned a construction company. He's retired now. And um, I mean, he's built custom homes in Vancouver and things like that. So I am being the firstborn out of six. Uh, you know, I, I'm very familiar with being on a construction site. I'm very comfortable around it, but doing it hands-on with his business or anything like that, no, um, no, I, I, I didn't. I just kind of took it out of like, well, I can do this. If I can be a hygienist and, you know, and give somebody a freezing in their mouth and, and give them a needle, I can, I can do it. <laughs> I can do painting. And it kind of just snowballed. And then when I got to six homes, I was kind of like, well, I'm making good passive income and I've got a little bit left over every month. Uh, you know, once the mortgage, the principal, the interest, the property taxes and all of that, I still left with some. So then I started scaling back on hygiene. So I used that uh, leftover from the six to supplement and replace walking away from hygiene a little bit. So I went from five full five 12 hour shifts to oh. three. So, and then I was kind of like that, that's probably when the light bulb really went off. I'm just like, okay, how can I scale this up and make what I'm making and just walk away from hygiene? And right, uh, right. so that, that's what I did. And that's how I kind of got into flipping. Cause I was, um, I'm like, okay, you know, I've taken over the tenants. I've got a good handle on all of that because there was a lot of skill sets that you had to learn with dealing with tenants as well and just property management and, and um, knowing what's legal. And, you know, I think I had a direct line, but every time I call the landlord tenant associate, they're probably like, oh my God, it's her again. <laughs> you know? She is again. <laughs> it's her again. Don't, don't answer the phone. It's a learning I was always curve. calling because I was so concerned about doing things properly, right? And uh, so, yeah, I don't call them anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I got into flipping and I, I just had a comfort zone, you know, um, and I was crazy enough and I was driven enough and I just saw what real estate investing financially, if I committed to it, if I learned it, if I did my due diligence, um, 
just put the work in and it, this could really go like the sky is the limit. Right. And so that's what I did. And I started uh, doing lipstick flips, which are just, uh, houses that just needed cosmetic work and I didn't have to hire anybody at, at that level to come in and help me so I was able to do this on a very small budget and then and I just carried that experience and I carried the momentum and I scaled up the degree of work each house went so it progressed the level of work progressed to from lipstick to what I currently do. And I actually put my current flip, the I call it the Wellington project. I put it up for sale, it hit MLS yesterday. So I've got all kinds of time to talk to you today. <laughs> well, that's great. There we go. That's fantastic. Now, when you say flipping, are you, t- and I, obviously this one is listed, but typically do you buy and hold or is it always actually flipping where you do plan on, on selling it or does it depend on, on the property? So I've capped out on what I want to take on as uh, single family homes. And, um, and then I got into the flipping to uh, have that big lump of uh, payout, you know, very quickly within a couple of months. And so yeah, no, so what I've been doing for the past three years or so, uh, yes, I bought with the mind mindset that I'm going to fix this up and flip it within, you know, three, four months or whatever. Yep. Okay. Great, great. Now, and, and I'm curious. So, with flipping, sometimes comes unexpected um, expenses or unexpected mm-hmm. issues. I know I've certainly had some of those. Have you ever run into that? Have you ever bought one property and then you think, "Oh, I opened up this wall and now I need to to call in a plumber or need to do something that I didn't predict?" Or is it really just cosmetic where you never ever had to do that? No, I don't do the the lipstick flips anymore. Um, What I do, uh, what I've graduated into is where I might, I'm buying houses where they have knob and tool maybe. And so the whole house needs to be rewired. So I'm hiring a master uh, electrician for that. I draw permits. Sometimes um, a house only has one bathroom, but it has a basement where maybe I can, you know, jackhammer the... um, the foundation, the, the floor up and put in a, you know, even if it's a rough in, you know, if it's in my budget, I will totally uh, renovate the whole bathroom, but it, it all depends. But uh, yeah, I always get master people, licensed bondable people. Um, my insurance company makes it very clear. I have commercial yes. insurance on my, on my building. So they make it very clear that whoever does this scale of work, um, they have to be licensed bondable. And I have, I get that proof from them and then I transfer that over to my insurance company so that God forbid, if anything ever happened, um, my insurance company will honor the policy. And and I'm glad you're saying this because this is a a great tip for listeners here. Often we tend to, or we may want to hire somebody we know, or somebody will say, Hey, I'll do this for $20. And I, Oh, that's a really great rate. Yeah. It's a really great rate. But what yeah, if something happens and then you're mm-hmm. you're in trouble? So I love that as well. We're the same. We make sure that either they're on, under our own um, employees or that they have to make sure to show us their that they're that bonded insurance mm-hmm. and all of that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I make sure everything is on code. Like you can Google it too. Like the Ontario uh, Building Code. I, I Google that a couple of times to see what's code. Uh, something as simple like this this current flip. Um, I had put a cabinet over the, um, the stove. 
Well, there's a code height for that. So I Googled it and I ended up having to take that cabinet out and putting a shorter one in because it just wasn't code. So I really try to educate myself uh, on what's code so that I don't run into any issues for resale. And then that person is doing their home inspection and their inspector is like, well, this isn't code. That's not code. So I try to address and make and educate myself and ask the questions and do the research um, because I mean, code changes from month to month, probably, or year to year, you know? Right. So right. Yeah. what's your favorite part out of doing everything? Is it finding those deals? Is it looking for them? Is it the number crunching? Is it doing the actual work? Is it working with the team out of it? Cause you're, I you're love a lot the of different whole, hats whole here, process. Right? I love the whole process. Um, some people have said, well, you've just switched one job for another. They think, you know, I mean, I'm here doing the work. And I'm like, well, you know what, that's fine. If you want to think that I just created a job for myself, but at least I love this job. Um, I love it. And I mean, um, I mean, before, I mean, I'm investing 12 hours a day into being a hygienist. Where is that getting me? You know, um, I remember sitting down with the bank. I'm looking at my RSP statement with her and I'm going, explain to me how I'm going to retire on this when I'm 70. Like, you know, explain to me how this is going to work. And she's like, you got to trust the system, Jacqueline, your RSPs, just keep contributing. It'll work out. I'm like, okay. So, um, so when this all came out and I'm seeing the opportunity, you know, when I started, you know, becoming a landlady, uh, I saw the opportunity and you know, I became inquisitive And um, I educated myself and did my due diligence. And then I ran into it. And I just realized that, you know, if I keep doing that, I can be very successful doing this. And I and I felt more in control of my financial situation, more so than the RSPs. Right. (laughs) Um, I I didn't see the volatility, you know, and um, so I just saw that this this if I did this. I, I, I have the retirement I envision for myself, you know, and have that affordability and peace of mind and security. Um, and that's what was very appealing to me. And uh, so I just, I just ran with it. And yeah. I think it's so powerful that you said, it. you know, yes, maybe you, you create another job for yourself, but it's, it's a different kind of job. It's not a job yeah. when you love it. And it's hard to even explain that to people who haven't done that yet because you mm-hmm. it really is it's like whatever your passion is if you like figure skating or if you like doing something and, and you're excited about doing it that's what it is when you you know when you truly find your passion and you do it I'm I love Mondays I used to hate Mondays I love Mondays I'm excited to get back to work and get things rolling um, it excites mm-hmm. me I love I love seeing the progress I love seeing your growth and and yeah there's like anything there's all, of course days that are more difficult than others but <laughs> overall I love what I do you know, 99% of the time, which is really, really good. Now, how did you transition to that? So you, you, and I love the progression. So you cut back on two days and then when was it that you decided, okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to do this full time. How did that happen? And how did you get through that? Cause I know a lot of people that have that fear and it is, it is scary for sure. The fear must have been there. Um, do I, do I, you know, do I, do I do this? Do I quit? Cause once I quit, it's, it's, it's done. Um, how did you decide to do it? And, and how did you get motivated and actually act, execute it as well? So I just want to go back to the point I was making before, just a quick job. I don't see it as this, what I do as a job. I see it as a business. Uh, but other people have said like, oh, all you've done is treat, you know, trade it one job for another. But 
at least the the 12 hour shifts, 14 hour shifts that I put in this job, I have a greater return. I am my own boss. I have freedom. And so I I don't see it as a job. I see it as my love, my passion. It, It just, it ticks off so many needs for me, for my personal growth and my personal satisfaction and just love what I do. And uh, it just takes off so many boxes. So I see it as a business. I treat it like a business. I try to keep the emotions out of it, although it can be a little hard sometimes. (laughs) But you know, I I see it as a business and I treat it that way. And how I made the transition. Um, So yeah, so I was making so much passive income left over and that what was left over from those six incomes, that was able to replace two days of hygiene. I mean, I saw the, uh, the importance of not fully walking away. But when I made that decision to become a flipper and take on, um, I had to be all in, you know, I couldn't be doing this just on the weekends, or it's like either all in or nothing. I have savings. Um, I don't have a lot of personal consumer debt or anything like that. So and I can live very frugally, you know, I can live very frugally. Uh, I live in my flips as well. So that also helped with um, the the overhead and the cost of living for me. And and I was just willing to make the sacrifices and the concessions that I felt were needed to be successful with this. And that was to keep your life debt down, uh, your living expenses, and you just make sacrifices. Like you don't go on that vacation this year, you do it next year. You commit to this, what's in front of you, you make it work, you, you go all in. And, and so that's what I did. That's what I did. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's great. I love it. I love it. No regrets. No regrets. No regrets. No regrets. No. No regrets. Fantastic. All right. Now you mentioned earlier as well, landlording, because that's certainly part of, of having um, real estate as well. And I know quite often either people love it or they don't. How do you feel about it? Have you had any bad experiences? Uh, How did you deal with it? So I don't like confrontation. I, I, I avoid it. I hate it. I hate having to call people and go, we need to talk. Uh, I hate that. But also at the same time, this is a business and you have to have conversations yes. uh, with anybody that's involved with this, whether it's a tenant or outside of a tenant, you have to have conversations that maybe you've never had to have with people before. And you just need to learn how to have that and navigate through it. Um, and so that's what I did. And it was not always a bad, a bad experience. But my very first year of being a landlady, um, I mean, I had no experience. I just, I mean, I just had no experience. And so I've learned over the years that there are people who are professional renters, and they know that system. They know the system better than you. Um, and and they, take, they can take advantage of that. They know their rights. And that's great. And I, I encourage every tenant to, you know, here's the, the number. It's in my, on my lease. I highlight it. If you have any questions or concerns how I'm doing anything, it's your right. Here's the number. Call the Landlord Tenant Association and we'll meet in the middle and we'll, we'll communicate. But the first year, yeah, they were professional renters and they... They kind of pulled the wall over my eyes, but nothing detrimental, you know, it was, um, you know, but it was a learning curve. It opened my eyes that like, yeah, you, 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 I had to be a little more tougher uh, when in screening and finding and putting a system screening system and process 
in place when I found the next tenant. Like I had to uh, toughen up. <laughs> right, right. And it is yeah. because it, it matters, right? Who you put in yes. your properties is going to determine if you're, you know, if they're taking care of it or not, if they're paying mm-hmm. rent on time or not, um, if they're going to give you a positive reference on the road or not. So it really mm-hmm. is important to, to make sure yes. that it's a true win-win. And uh, those good tenants definitely want to make sure to take great care of them as well, because um, I mean, I have some tenants that have rented from us probably three, four different times. And, and as their family changed and, and mm-hmm. they needed to uh, you know, upgrade their have from a two bedroom to a three bedroom. And yep. it was just really nice because when you do have those positive relationships with your tenants, um, mm-hmm. it's nice to be able to, to help them as well. So, yeah, I've learned over the years, like, so when you, when you sign that lease with them, write in certain inclusions, I I've had my first year too, um, they self-initiated some DIY projects that they did not. And I never thought to say, okay, do not renovate my house. Don't do anything. Uh, I never, because it was my first year being a landlord. And I never thought to tell people like, don't do that. Because I didn't think that they would take that expense on. This is a rental for you. Right. So these, these DIYs, they weren't terrible, but they did have to be uh, taken out and redone or just finished. Like they just left it half finished. Right. So, you know, I moved forward putting in the least, do not do any DIYs, right. <laughs> do not paint, do not do this. So it, it's always a learning experience, you know, with each one and you just carry that momentum. And, um, you know, I mean, it wasn't a terrible, terrible um thing to happen but it was just something I was like okay I should probably include that in the lease right I think we tend to do that as things go on like oh why why did I let that happen I should have known all right let's add that to uh, to the appendix (laughs) that's great that's great well that's awesome let's move on to the Q and A um, questions of action series I'm going to ask you three different questions here first one what advice would you give to your younger self uh, so when I was in university, a uh, long time ago, um, I had bought, I was, I attended uh, university in Halifax. And back then, I mean, I, I was renting uh, initially my first year. And then I just very cheaply bought from my savings uh, a house. And I guess it's called house hacking now. I guess I have a word for it now. I thought I was just rooming with a bunch of girls. But I bought um, a two-story home. Very, very cheap. It was definitely a fixer upper, but I saw the the pros of okay. If I buy this and I have a whole bunch of girls come and live with me, like rent this room. We even uh, I had the uh, the living room rented out at one time. We just put a sheet up over the the thing. So um, I mean, I made a little money, you know, and I wasn't renting and uh, paying rent, you know. And um, I, I wish I had stuck with that, or I wish the light bulb had come on back then. And then a couple of years after that, uh, I transferred and came to university here in Ontario. And I had purchased a home where I lived by myself. And I wish to God I had not sold that house because um, I don't know if you know, like, you know, when Stony, you know where Stony Creek is, right? I do, yes. So are, do you know where Newport Yacht Club is? I don't. <laughs> so when you drive along the QEW, you know, you're yeah. going to yeah, on the left side, like where the, the lake is, Lake Ontario, there's a community in there called Newport Yacht Club. Well, I had bought something for a ridiculous amount of money. It was so cheap. And now, I mean, those houses are selling for like 900000 oh. a million. And I bought it for one sixty five. 
Wow. So the money I could be sitting on right now, uh, I wish I like, don't sell it, you know, but I sold it because I wanted the money out so that I could go and do dental hygiene. Cause I went back to school. That was, it was expensive and I didn't want, I wanted to have the reserves too, where I didn't have to work so much, you know, and, um, I wish I had, figured out another way to get the money and hold on to that house. <laughs> so uh, I wish I, I wish I had reviewed, I wish I had reviewed my options. Yeah. yeah. Power of real estate, right? It, it appreciates over time. Oh and and, and uh, I love those little, sometimes we get little reminders as well, right? Or, or little, little lights. It's like, hey, pay attention to that. So for the listeners here, if you've been thinking about getting started, maybe today's the day where you'll get like, you know, maybe this is your wake up call to, to, to get started or to buy your next one or to not sell yeah. your property. Um, yeah. Cause chances are with time, it will get, uh, it will appreciate. So that's great, great advice. Um, second question. What's the number one tip you would give someone who wants to get started in real estate? Uh, don't ignore or procrastinate on the knowledge that you need to get started or to continue on being uh, successful with this because that could prove to end up being a huge liability for you at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. um, do your due diligence, uh, surround yourself by people who um, have forged the path ahead of you. They've been doing this. So, so curate that knowledge and curate that scaffold of people who are knowledgeable and very expert in what you're doing and um, who are more, um, experience like you know the, the myself you know it can be very intimidating reaching out or knowing those people because they're so much more real estate savvy and successful in their portfolio but these are the people that you need to be a sponge with mm. you know you need to be a sponge with these people and learn from their mistakes and don't feel intimidated or if you're shy or if you're an introvert like you you need to do this and uh, just acquire the knowledge you need and yeah that's awesome. That's great. And a final question. If someone wants to contact you, what's the best way? I just have an IG account, Instagram, Baywalk Design. Yeah. There we go. Awesome. And I'll make sure to add that, uh, add that to the notes. So thank you so much for taking time out of your... Oh, thank you. I'm honored. Being so... here. It's great. It's great being able... Oh, thank you. And it's great to be uh, able to, to have a conversation because we see each other on Instagram. We give each other a little thumbs up and <laughs> it's nice to... I, I've seen some of the work. You guys make sure to go check it out. You do some great stuff. Um, I love how hands-on you are and I love how you took that action and you did it. You did it. You quit your full-time <laughs> job and now you're doing what you crazy love. crazy too, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but you pushed through that fear so that's yeah. uh, that's yeah. amazing so thank you so much for being here and uh, we'll chat very soon absolutely thank awesome. you thank you so much Jacqueline for being on our show I'm sure that you've inspired women to take action that quitting your nine to five is absolutely doable if you want to continue to be inspired from women of action make sure to check out this next video I'm Investor Mel and I'll see you there